You're listening to Lighten Up with the Declutterista, and I'm your host, Becky Bass, the Declutterista. I'm all about having fun with mom life, decluttering, and interviewing inspiring guests. So today's going to be a little bit different. I'm actually going to declutter some of my segments and jump right in to my amazing guest, Dr. Kathy Ripley Green, psychic medium. And she had a radio show before, so she could steal my thunder with her awesomeness, but that's okay. So tell me tell me about you, and welcome to the show. Well, Becky, thanks for having me. I love being here with you. <laughs> You're so funny. It's so fun. Um, so tell, me, tell you a little bit about me. Okay, so I am a Massachusetts native, hmm. and I actually grew up in Norwood, and you can tell that I'm from Norwood because I say Norwood. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the authentic way to say it. It is. But oh, I know was, that. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though you're you know, not messing with it's me. It's supposed that's to real. be Norwood in the proper way, but Norwood Mass. Huh. But you know, um, when I was 19, Becky, my family had the opportunity to move to California. And while it was on the one hand, very upsetting, you're 19, you want to stay with all your friends, you know, it's crazy. On the other hand, it was so exciting. Mm-hmm. And out of high school, I had um, applied to nursing school, but I was not so good at math, and so I didn't get in. But that's okay, mm. because then when I moved to California, I ended up on a whole nother um, journey and ended up becoming a doctor, so that was all fine. So I go to California, I'm living with my parents, I'm in school, I'm working, and then I move to go to my second year, uh, second two years of college in Santa Barbara, California. Oh, it's so pretty there. I've actually been there. It's fabulous. Did you ever watch the soap opera? Santa Barbara? I didn't. I okay. did not. Okay. And I can I'm hardly even believe that, that yeah. would be. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I remember seeing it and thinking, oh, and if anything is on TV now that has Santa Barbara, I'm, I'm watching it. <laughs> but I've moved up to Santa Barbara and all kinds of like amazing things started to happen. But I want to go back into when I used to live in Norwood. Go back. Going back in time. So I don't really know ages of young children anymore, but I think I was in the third or the fourth grade. So let's say elementary school. And you know how when, I don't know how you did it, but when we grew up, we loved playing school. We'd go to school all day, right? My daughter, there's, yeah, we can go into that later, but she can't get enough. And I'm like, I'm out of school. I'm done. Yeah, (laughs) I know. I know. See, (laughs) well, my students were invisible and imaginary. Nope, real here. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I'm I'm sorry, Becky, for you. Um, But I remember uh, playing school. I was up in my bedroom. And as I tell the story, I remember that I was, I was giving my students an exam, a history exam, actually. Mm. And I had the pieces of paper lined up on my bed and my sister's bed. You know, we shared a room, twin beds. I had pencils, you know, out at each student. And I was walking around the room proctoring. Like, I remember looking (laughs) over imaginary students' shoulders. And the reason I tell you this about the imagination is because... I was in that place, that part of our brain that the right side, the creative side kind of lights up and gets all excited. And while I was uh, giving this exam, I might add my students were doing very well. Uh, Great teacher. um, I heard a voice and it was in my head. It wasn't in the room in my ear. It was in my head. But I recognized that it wasn't my own mind's voice. And the voice said this simple sentence. Well, actually, it said, when you are older, you will be psychic. 
So Becky, in the third or fourth grade, I never had heard the word before. I didn't know what it meant, but I knew how I felt. And even telling you now, I'm so linked to it that I get the goosebumps a little Mm. bit. I got really happy, really, really super happy. And I got excited. And I remember I sat down on the bed on some student's exam. I gave him an A uh, because I sat on his exam. Um, And uh, I was very happy. And I'm like, okay, great. When I'm older, I'll be psychic. But I still didn't know what it meant. Then, you know, a little while later, my mother calls me down for dinner. I don't tell anybody anything because it's normal, right, to hear things in your I, I didn't think much of it. And that, I think, is where it all began hmm. all those years ago. Well, that's fascinating. So what I've learned, um, well, okay, then fast forward again, you know, out in, out in Santa Barbara, all these crazy things are happening. And... Um, it's out there that I decided to go to massage school, which then led me into chiropractic college. And that's what I have my doctorate in as a chiropractic physician. Retired now um, a couple of years ago and uh, just working very specifically now with spirit. But when I was um, in Santa Barbara, I, I felt like I was home. It was a very odd feeling. I didn't feel that way down in Southern California where I was living with my parents. But once in Santa Barbara, gosh, Becky, it was it was a fee- it was like a knowing. So you know how when you go into college, you go and you look and you check and you apply. I didn't. I applied. I got accepted. I showed up on move-in day, hmm. and I felt so comfortable there. And that's where then a lot of my adult, shall we say, young adult, all of the information started to come in. So back to being in the bedroom with the you know this 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 sentence or two from spirit, um, I learned about brain waves. Hmm. And so brain waves are really important when you talk about uh, psychicness and mediumship. Well, first, let me say this. Everybody is psychic. Everybody. We, t- we learn when we're growing up about the senses, right? The sense of smell, sight, taste, touch, you know, hearing. But what about the sense of balance? That's a sense. You know, what about your sense of intuition? That's a sense. You know, there are many, many more. And I kind of coined some of them the senses of the soul because um, when we talk about psychicness, psychic, the word just means of the soul. And of the soul, I think we all are. Oh, that sounded a little bit Yoda-ish. <laughs> <laughs> that was. That was pretty deep. Oh, but the, the point I'm trying to make is that people talk about it as a gift. And I don't know how you feel about it, but I don't feel like it's a gift. If it's a gift, then everybody is gifted. I feel like it's an ability or a talent. And I liken it to someone who can sing. So, for example, if I sang for you... You go, oh, you can carry a tune, but I'm not getting paid for singing, you know, and some people shouldn't even sing, not even in the shower, right? (laughs) But we can all sing unless there's something wrong, um, you know, anatomically, so to speak, with our voices. So everybody's psychic and everybody should raise their hand in the air and agree with me because you know you've been driving home and you get this little thought in your head, I should take a left, I should take a left. So if you listen to that thought, you take a left and you miss a two-hour traffic jam. If you don't listen to that Mm -hmm. thought, right, you Mm -hmm. end up. Or how about because you have two children, how about you're doing your your daily routine and you're outside of the home and, and you start thinking about your son, for example, and all of a sudden you get the call, oh, we got got somebody not feeling well, you got to come and pick them up. You know, that 
thought, that intuition, right? Mm -hmm. That's psychicness. And we made up the word. So, you know, it's just a word. So mediumship's a little different. So psychic, I would tell you, is like the AM dial on a radio station. And mediumship is like the FM. And while it might sound like I know what I'm talking about, I don't really know how to measure hertz and megahertz and all that kind of stuff. But AM has a certain strength and can reach a certain area, so to speak. But FM can reach a further, has a different bandwidth, and it has a um, stronger signal. So that's kind of why I say this. Psychic means you kind of know things, you can perceive things. Mediumship, you sort of are receiving the information from the intelligence that once was your father, your mother, your sister, your brother, your friend, your uncle, your aunt, your grandparents, your pets even. Although I'm not an animal communicator, they show up from time to time. So what happens is psychic um, would mean for a person, they might say, oh, Becky, I see that your father has passed a spirit. A medium might say, oh, Becky, I have your father here. So you get it, right? Mm -hmm. There's a big difference. So a psychic usually will tell you about stuff or help you out with a situation in your life or give you some information about possibilities that will occur, occur in the future. And my my real focus is on the mediumship. Now, you develop it over years, and we like to say this, that all mediums are psychic, but not all psychics want to be mediums or are mediums, and that's okay. We need everybody. So when I was younger, it was a lot of psychic stuff, and at first, it was just kind of cool and fun, and then I started actually helping people with it, and then I was in chiropractic college, and I said, whoa, got to turn this way down. I don't want to be strange. I want to be a doctor. And so I turned it on the way download. And only, how do you do that? So are, is it always popping up for you, like like people's it, spirits? It's and... a great, great question. Um, it is sort of on a dimmer switch or a rheostat, so I can turn it down way low. But as soon as I like let it turn up a little bit. I can, uh-oh, start to sense some stuff. And it's not really uh-oh, but, you know, you're in the grocery store. You don't right. want to be, like, seeing somebody's deceased uncle while they're picking their tomatoes or something, you know. Um, but I can't really turn it off, off. I don't mm -hmm. know that anybody really, really can. Um, but mostly you can keep it under control. And what we call that is managing the energy. But as soon as I'm going to do a session with somebody or a group, or I just turn it wide open and let it flow because that's the, the best way, you know, to do it. But I also believe, Becky, that everybody has had mediumship experiences as well. For me, it's a talent and an ability, but I've been doing this for years and I practiced. And when I was a chiropractic physician and even a medical physician, we call it the practice of medicine, the practice of chiropractic, whatever it is, because we're constantly practicing and getting better and better and better and trusting and, and feeling self-confident and such with it. So what ends up happening is that I believe everybody has had mediumship mediumship experiences. So let me ask you this. Have you ever had a dream about somebody that you loved who was in spirit? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's real. And have you ever been maybe thinking about somebody and whoa, their favorite song comes on in the radio, uh, on the radio in your mm. car or whatever. And so what happens is we can't understand all of it and we can't explain all of it. But jokingly, I say this to you, Becky, do you believe that gravity exists? <laughs> yes, of course you right, do, right? right? But Becky, 
do you realize that gravity existed before we knew what gravity was? Mm. Of course. So what ends up happening is um, we can't explain all of this yet, but we do we are able to explain some of it. So here's a, for example, scientists have studied these phenomenons. They have um, put mediums, like there's one medium called John Edward. He's out yep, of- Yeah, I went to see him in a group. Oh, you did? Okay, yep. fantastic. So John Edward, I believe he wasn't part of the Arizona um, project, I believe. Um, and they put him in an MRI and other mediums and, and psychics as well. They had him connect with spirit and they watched what happened in the brain. Now there's an incredible um, doctor. His name is Dr. Dr. Joe Dispenza and actually chiropractor by profession. But when he was quite young, um, he had a horrific accident in his 20s and he did some healing on his own uh, body by using deep meditation and under medical sort of advice um, and went against some of the medical advice in a very, very big way. And he has committed the entirety of his life to study these phenomenons that we might call metaphysical or divine or whatnot. And so he actually, oh my word, the stuff that he does, he has people hooked up to heart rate monitors and brain scans and, oh, you know, electro, um, uh, myography, uh, that's for the muscles, but for the brain, you know, uh, <laughs> and, um, what ends up happening is he has the hard evidence, the proof that shows the different parts of the brain that light up and not just him, but, but other scientific studies as well. So we know, um, from brainwave studies, I actually took a seminar on that where the brain waves change, what part of the brain, there are these little dips or the valleys in the brain on um, they're called the sulci and that's where we can tell where the brain waves are changing we know that there's this other part in the brain called the amygdala there's mm-hmm. one on each side and that kind of lights up we know that the heart rate changes we know that the brain waves can go uh, like right now you and i are talking we're in beta brain waves and there's all different levels of beta see wait let me stop for a minute i love science because yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a scientist yeah. i mean i but way before i was a scientist i was psychic first and to me it's all the same mm-hmm. we just use science to like we use it as a language to explain um stuff we don't understand Mm -hmm. and so i i don't think that science always proves things i think that we figure some stuff out and then we use science as the language to show and you know i guess you could say that's proving but we just don't know all the stuff about this as well so anyway you and i are in beta brain waves and beta brain waves have a bunch of different levels of them but if we started to relax and maybe we were meditating or praying or just talking like this Mm -hmm. or oh here's a good one when you're driving in your car and you're just going along oh i missed my exit this is because what starts to happen is we come down into alpha brain waves and they're Mm -hmm. very very relaxing and calming and soothing I think you're gonna put me asleep with your sleeping voice. I know. So, <laughs> you're gonna hypnotize me. Okay, I'll get back up to beta. <laughs> no, um, I like it. And then alpha, and alpha, just like beta, has different levels as well. Then we go down to theta, okay. <laughs> and below theta is delta. And when we're in delta brain waves, we are asleep, or another way to say it is, we're unconscious. So, um, 
When they have put the brain cap on mediums and watched the electricity in the brain and the brain waves, what they find is that when now I have never had this done to myself, so I'm just quoting from other things, studies that I've seen. What they find is that when we're fully involved with spirit, whatever this real connection is, the brain waves show that we're in delta, but that's not supposed to be possible because delta brain waves typically are when we're fully asleep or unconscious. Hmm. And in other studies, they've shown that the brain waves are in the theta region. And what I think is that when I was quite young, um, well, I will say like high school and college age, I maybe somebody would say to me, hey, Kathy, can I ask your question? And I would say to them, hang on one second. And then I'd sort of just turn my head just a little bit. And I felt like I was doing some sort of a downshift, but I didn't even know what I was doing. And then I would say, okay, what's your question? And then I would see what I would get psychically. And it's as simple as the first thing that popped into my head or a picture that I saw in my mind or whatnot. But now years later, I realized, oh, I was shifting down from the beta brain waves, at least down into alpha brain waves. Hmm. And I didn't know how I was doing it. I didn't know what I was doing, but it's just fun to understand the science of it, right? What do you think? That's that's something there. So did you know what they were going to ask you? Um, no, that's the fun part. Well, sometimes. So because I have a dear, dear friend um, who I know her so well, and it's just funny because I laugh and like the phone will ring and I'll see that it's her and there's no, hello, Kathy, how are you? It's just like, am I gonna? And it's just hilarious yeah. and it's totally fine and I yeah. love it. My family and close friends do that. Um, but no, I, I not necessarily will know the question or did know the question. Mm -hmm. It would just be, okay. But Becky, sometimes immediately I would know the answer. So I would hear just maybe something as simple as yes, you know, and then I'd say to them, before you answer, ask me the question, the answer is yes, you know, because I didn't care about the question. Mm -hmm. But also if they asked me, it gave me um, the ability to look in my mind for a little bit more, you mm -hmm. know around it. But so what I know is that I enjoy mostly look, I'm willing to help anybody, but I enjoy mostly connecting with spirit. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that spirit, I call them the lovies. They are our deceased loved ones very respectfully, but with good humor because they like us to be happy and uplifted. I also call them the dead peeps, but they're not really dead. You know, they are what I call in another dimension. Mm. So you want a little more science? Yeah. Okay. More science. Okay. Because you like science too. Yeah, why not? So this is what I've come to understand. And Becky, really believe me, I don't know much about quantum physics, but here we go. Okay. <laughs> so you and I live in the 3D world, the three-dimensional world. And everybody has to agree that we have length, width, and height of everything. It's three dimensions. And then what we talk about in science is the fourth dimension. And the fourth dimension is the dimension of time. Now you and I and everybody else, we live in linear time. And for many, many years, I would hear from spirit, 
no, you don't understand. There's no time here. Time's different here. And I'd be like, I don't understand. And they would say, yeah, we know. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Duh is right. <laughs> and so some years ago, a woman came to a group that I, that I um, did because I, I do these group sessions as well. And um, her father was in spirit. Um, and he had given her lots of information that she could validate. And I was uh, finished so to speak, um, giving her the information that I had for her. And I moved on to another person in the group. Just as I started with this other woman, I felt like her father almost bring me back over to her. And I'm like, hold please. (laughs) You know, and I went back and I said, your father just showed me a white car and a zebra. And what could you make of that? And she said, oh, my God, I have no idea. Like, mm, when we were younger, we had a white car with a black interior. Do you think that's it? And I'm like, yeah, I'm not feeling it. Because, Becky, I get a feeling. You know, it's a, a knowing feeling. You know the feeling. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. It's just that knowing feeling. I'm like, well, if you think that's what it is, then fine. But, you know, that's okay. So that was on a Thursday evening. And I know that because these groups I do are on Thursday evenings. <laughs> and so on Sunday evening, I got... Uh, an email. Dear Kathy, please see the attached picture taken outside my daughter's dormitory. I believe it was that morning, so Sunday morning. And the dormitory is in Philadelphia. So I open the attachment and there in the middle of the road is a white police car and a live zebra. Weird. I know. He had escaped, or she, I don't know what it was, had escaped from the zoo and the police were trying to corral it in so the zookeepers could take it away. So then I laughed and I <laughs> said to her, um, listen, your father's either very psychic in spirit or he just showed me a really perfect example of how there's no time in mm. spirit. It's not the same. So today we're together. We're here in a certain day of the week. We're here at a certain time. It's another week and four weeks. It's, you know what? And then (laughs) it's all, it's very linear. Mm -hmm. And then the fifth dimension is the dimension of space. And so the dimension of space is like, for example, I came from my house to get here, as did you. We had to travel a certain amount of time to come from where we were to here to cross over this amount of space, right? And this is the whole thing about, but in spirit, they've always taught me, they, spirit guides, deceased lovies, whomever, you know, books that I read about it from other people, um, there's not the same thing about space. I'm like, well, I don't understand that either. But here's a one example I could give you of this, which is easy. When my father passed about 10 years ago, we were a little group of us in the room with him. And ever the educator and also the student, when he literally took his last breath, I said to the other people in the room, the family, is can anybody in the room feel dad? Because Becky, I felt an energy sort of to my right and a little bit in front of me. And Mm -hmm. I just was just absorbing it, you know, or not absorbing the experience, not the energy really. And I, I don't remember who said it, but at least two other people said, I can feel him in the room. So then I said, where is he? And both of the people said, that my father was standing right next to them. And I thought, oh, that's so interesting. There's no space. So he could present, so to speak, mm-hmm. to me and my sister and my other sister. So mm-hmm. 
So those are like our five dimensions. Mm-hmm. And then um, what we come to find out is that physicists talk about seven dimensions. Now, I can't even go there because I don't even have a clue because I look at it and I'm like, oh, my God, my brain is fried. You know? <laughs> then quantum physicists say, oh, no, there are seven to 11. And then just recently I started to read an article and it was talking about way more than that. And I had to put the article down because it's so far above my head. I, I don't even know what it's saying. So I've decided that we don't he- have any idea how many dimensions there are. But quantum physicists um will tell you that this this um sort of measurement that we have of past present and future it's sort of a very horizontal measurement and what they do is they turn um stephen hawking talked about this this goes back to the old um, physicists and such the historical ones they turn this uh vertically and instead of talking about past present and future when it's vertical they talk about first dimension second dimension third dimension and and we can sort of go up and down these dimensions and i think I can't prove this, but I think that perhaps when we are out of the physical body, the consciousness maintains itself somehow as Mm -hmm. an energy, as a vibration, as a frequency, and it is in one or two, or maybe it moves up and down the scale of these other dimensions. So when I sit down to make a connection with spirit for somebody, when my brain waves lower, maybe we are able to open the door, so to speak, or a window um, into another dimension and they use me as a medium, just like a painter uses the medium of oils or chalks or whatnot. And um, that's a little bit about the science of it. That's amazing. That's so cool. I want to hear about like some examples of how you've made an impact in families, because I know you've mentioned there's some healing that can go in. There's so many benefits. Right. And, um, right. Love to hear some some stories about that. I love telling stories. <laughs> you know why, Becky? Because when you tell a story, people can see themselves in the story exactly. and their family and their loved ones, and it can be a healing. So like when we do these group sessions, I can't. So groups are as small as 10 as big as 200 is the largest I've done. You can't get to every person. Mm -hmm. Of course not, but you can give um, kind of a demonstration. So here's one story that I absolutely love sharing. I had a small group once, it was a group of friends. I knew one of the women, she was the one who was in charge of it, and she actually is a friend of mine, but she brought friends that I had never met. One of the gals, when I got to her, I I had this very strong energy from spirit and I started to give um, information. They must give me facts and figures, Becky. They've got to prove to me, well, not actually to me, but through me. They have to prove who they are so that you, as the sitter, you would be called, um, the person receiving the messages, so to speak, you would have no shadow of a doubt. So what ends up happening is I have this energy. I give a bunch of information about the woman and the woman in the, uh, the group says, Oh, I don't want to hear from her. That's my mother-in-law. We did not get along. And I said, well, I know that because I can feel this really strong energy. And actually there's a lot of, um, energy, not in such a positive way. And she said, yes, tell her to go away. And I said, well, even though you paid to attend this session, I work for spirit. And so let's give her a moment or two. <laughs> I love some, that. Yeah, right. Something's important here. So she said, all right, but just quickly, you know. <laughs> so what happened, Becky, was this woman explained, I mean, I'm going to use a very strong word here. This is not really a word that any of us like to use, but 
this woman was talking about hatred of her daughter-in-law and Oh, Becky, I'm getting the goosebumps just telling you. Someone's here. uh, Yeah, right? (laughs) Um, So what happened was the woman from Spirit explained that when she was younger, her husband died. Now, of course, her daughter-in-law knew this, but this had happened before the daughter-in-law was in, you know, her son's life. The son was the only son And he stepped up and he became not a surrogate husband, but a surrogate leader of the family. And then he met the woman sitting in my audience and fell in love, got married and left his mother. And instead of dealing with it in a way, the mother disliked the woman very much because in her way of thinking, she took her rock you know, and she had never really maybe grieved the husband. Well, you, you know how this can be, right? So now she's explaining this to the woman in the audience and the woman in the audience is sobbing and the woman from spirit is apologizing hmm. and not asking for forgiveness, but just apologizing and explaining, hoping that it will release her. Well, guess what? It was fabulous. And that woman was healed. And I heard from her after that. And she said to me, you will never know how that released me. Mm. So I said to her, you know, she explained a little bit. It was really tough over all the years. Um, with the mother-in-law was very, very tough. And that her husband was in the middle all the time and he had to help his mother and he had to side with his mother sometimes. And it was really hard. I said, well, you're going to go home, you know, and tell your husband about this. And she's like, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) So she kept that to herself. So that, that was healing. Can't you imagine that? Like after a time, that's great. I like how you you mate you said, you know, you might not want to hear it, but it's my job. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I work for spirit. That's yep, what yep. I usually say. That's because awesome. really anybody who's coming to one of these sessions, whether it's a private one-on-one, a small little family session of two or three people, um, if it's, uh, you know, a, a large group of people, people are open. They're they might be skeptical, Becky. That's something good to talk about, too. Mm-hmm. People can be skeptical about this stuff, but to my mind, skeptical means open and curious. Right. They're welcome because guess what? I'm skeptical, too. I'll hear about some things and I'll say, well, I don't know about that. And then I'll go and research it, study it a little bit, maybe talk to a few people about it, read about it, and then I can make up my own mind. And I do believe that everybody should make up their own minds about all of this stuff. I mean, this is you and I talking here, but you don't have to believe what I believe or think how I think, but think about it and and create create your own beliefs. The cynics, yep, not welcome, (laughs) you know, because cynical people... People aren't interested. They they want to come and disprove or whatever. Mm. So it wouldn't mean that I wouldn't sit down and talk with somebody. Um, but mostly people who are cynical, they have no interest. They're not going to waste their time, their energy, or their money. You know, to come. Will disrupt spirit? Will they not come if the energy is kind of off? Well, this is interesting. <clears throat> I had a group session one time, and a gentleman came, and he came because his his girlfriend, um, they're, you know, like adults, mid-age adults. Well, they were like in their fifties. That's not middle age actually, but, uh, <laughs> uh, and they, um, they came and from the very beginning, I could tell that he did not want to be there. Mm. And in a group of 20 people, um, you know, you can, the energy is palpable. You know, it's just like, I can tell, Oh my God, it's really up night or, Oh, so I had this wonderful woman and Oh boy, we were getting some great connections for her. It was quite lovely. And in my 
my mind. And Becky, this is funny too, because I joke and say, um, if you were in my head, you would stay in there for two or three minutes and then run screaming, you know, out of there. There's a lot going on. But, <laughs> so I'm talking with this woman. I'm connecting with somebody from spirit for her, communicating with them. And I just feel this weird feeling. And so I look into the, because I was looking at the woman, I look into the greater audience, so to speak. And I see this gentleman, he's bent over, his hands are, you know, his head's down, his, his head is resting in his hands. And I thought, ooh, he is not enjoying it. He is not loving being here. So when I finished up with the, the, woman that I was, um, making connections for, I said, sir, how you doing in the back row? He sat up and he looked at me and I said to him, you look kind of bored. And he said, I am. <laughs> and I said, you know what? You don't have to stay. You are welcome. I, I wasn't upset, Becky. I wasn't, but I could feel his energy. And I want to be at my highest and best for these people. So he did end up leaving. And he, he I said to his girlfriend, uh, do you have to go? Are you okay? So she's like, nope, nope, it's fine. So he left and he went and did something. I don't know what until the session was over. So yeah, like there can be some energy, but mostly mostly it's, it's good. Yeah. And it wouldn't mean that I couldn't keep the connections going, but everything is easier when the energy is up. Right, know. right. Distracting. Like if you're trying to focus on a spirit voice, then you know there's like negative energy. I, I assume you right. have to focus. Absolutely. Distracting. And I wouldn't even call it negative energy. I would call it more like um, he just didn't want to be, I guess, you know, he just didn't want to be there. He came because she wanted him right. to. And it wasn't, you know, what he was wanting to be spending his time. And, but right. that's okay. You right. Know, that's, that's really okay. Mm -hmm. So um, can I tell you another fun Please, story? Yeah. Okay. So this is one of my um, favorite stories. So um, f uh, a woman and her mother and her sister came to a group session and I have these at my office, but I also go out and about, you know, the community. Um, and so I met them there and it was a lovely, lovely connection. And very, very sadly, this, uh, one of the women, um, she had, um, lost a, a little baby. It was mm. very, very sad, Ugh. very, very sad. And, um, she decided to come for a private session with her husband and it was lovely. Now a tiny little baby who passes, doesn't really have any big experiences in life to reference or report about um, or to use as validation. But other people who are in spirit could mm. reference, we have the baby here, mm -hmm. you know, we're so sorry, you know, um, we'll take care. Um, um, so anyway, there was some really lovely support around that. And at the end of the session, I said to her, now I have somebody here talking about a gentleman that's missing part of his finger. Now that's a pretty good identifiable, you know, feature. So she's like, boy, I don't know. And her husband was like, gee, I don't know. And I said, well, I have a woman here. And as it turned out, it was um, the grandmother of the woman who had lost the beautiful little baby. And, um, she was saying, just please give him my greetings. Tell him I love him. Now, they don't really talk to us, Becky. They communicate with us. And so the communication is more around thoughts get put into our head. Um, little um, pictures get put into our mind. Um, feelings on our body, pressure, maybe hmm. uh maybe a pain, a slight pain, maybe a nauseous feeling. Like you you kind of know what body parts were, were ailing them. 
stuff is downloaded and you might hear stuff inside of your head. And those are called the clairs. So like clairaudience, you hear something. So when I heard that voice when I was little, I was being clairaudient, just didn't know then. Um, mm-hmm. And who cares? We name things so we can identify them, but it doesn't even matter. And then clairvoyant, you've heard that yeah. before. You know, it's clear vision and such. So anyway, I could just see this um, um, this reference to this gentleman. So anyway, um, the woman was the grandmother, and um, I remember her name because it was cute. Her name is Bebo. And mm-hmm. um, off the two went. We ended the session when we were done, and I got an email. Dear Kathy, um, uh, I checked with my mother. I don't know what's wrong with me, but my great-uncle... So that's Bebo's brother mm-hmm. is missing a fing- part of a finger, the same finger that you pointed to and bent. And that was the way his finger was missing. So I didn't remember it because I didn't think of his finger, you know, and my mother made me understand it. So because we had brought him up, she decided to send some flowers. She sent him flowers and he wrote to her and said, you know, I'm not doing very well. I'm, I'm, uh, them ailing and thank you so much for the flowers that was lovely and she decided to go out on a limb and write back to him and say um uncle um i want to let you know that i went to a medium and i don't know what you think about that but bebo your sister wanted to communicate to you that she loves you very very much that everything will be okay and sort of the idea of she's waiting for you so she sent the e- the email or text, I forget what it was, and he wrote back, oh, my dear, thank you so much. That means the world to you. And Becky, as spirit as my witness, the next day he died. Oh, my gosh. And so that was a huge thing to them because they felt like Bebo was saying, come on already, jump in, the water's fine. <laughs> and maybe he was waiting. And he was ailing. I don't know what he had and then one other part to the story can i tell you that too yeah so now this beautiful woman decides she wants to come back with her sister for a private session so she brings her sister now th- there's months in between you okay. know so she tells me the story i just told you about uncle tunk and bebo and i have her permission to use their names um and we have our session and it's lovely and all these other people come in and I gave them all this information and they were validating things left and right. And then I said to them, and I'm being shown a marionette puppet and the room went silent and they couldn't validate it and they didn't know what it meant. And I'm like, well, just write it down on the paper and maybe ask your mom, you know, maybe she knows. So no sooner had they left, well, like within an hour or two, I get an email. And I don't know why I always say this, but dear Kathy, (laughs) you know, um, dear Kathy, please see the attached picture. Um, This is crazy, Becky. Their mother lives in um, New York, upper state New York or New Jersey, one or the other. While we were in our session, she was babysitting her daughter in New York or New Jersey's grandkids at her house. Something came upon her and she decided to go up in the attic to look for some toys for the children. She doesn't go in the attic all the time. She doesn't even know why she went in the attic. And while she was up in the attic, she found a marionette puppet of course. That used to belong to her uncle, Tunk. Oh, wow. So she, I mean, I'll show you the picture. I have the picture of it and all that. 
So the reason I tell you this is because here they came months and months and months ago. And then in between somebody else passed. So they came back and here, and then the mother ended up coming down from New York or New Jersey, <laughs> wherever she lives, I forget, um, to have a session with her daughter. And we went through all the stuff. It was, it was just like phenomenal, you know? So it's almost like the gift that keeps on giving, you know, they had, um, so much but isn't that kind of cool that's amazing yeah they, i mean they there's something so legitimate about the information they're like you gotta see this this is amazing yeah the it never ceases to amaze me ever and it's my work and just like all things our work is our work but this doesn't feel like work at all i love it i'm passionate about it and the reason i do it is it's to my mind it's like helping the grieving heart to heal oh, yeah. right and we can't heal anybody but we can sort of be a little salve you mm -hmm. know on the wound i mean oh, totally truly seriously but those are a couple of, of delightful and you know, there's another story that comes to my mind while we're talking. Yeah. Um, one time, uh, this was years ago, a mom, an adult mom and her daughter. Now, the daughter was somewhere in the 20s. So the mom was maybe in the 50s. And they sat down with me and I began to get this connection. And I started with all this information. And Becky, I have to tell you, the stuff comes through me. Mm -hmm. not from me. So I will remember sitting here talking with you. I will remember sort of what we spoke about, you know, but if I was doing a session for you, I will remember because I know you mm -hmm. that you came and sat with me, but I won't remember all the details. It's just like if I passed you an envelope with two words on it and say, could you please give that to mm -hmm. Dimitri or what? You know, and then you say, I say to you, what was on that envelope? Um, uh, it was black writing, you know, so it comes like through. So I don't remember all of the details, but so what happened was this young man was giving me all this information and it was a lot of information. And again, communication, not full on sentences right. and such. So the mother and the sister were looking at me and I thought, well, this is interesting. Uh, and I said, what's wrong? What? And they said, well, that's my son. So her brother, and he was completely nonverbal. He was autistic and mm. he had some uh, vocalizations, but nonverbal. And I said, well, he is communicating up a storm now. Now, Becky, he told he gave me a pain in my lower abdomen, a, a gentle pain. He just wanted me to focus on it. And I knew it was about his sister. And I said, is there something bothering you in your abdomen? And she said, yeah, I have had this little kind of semi-chronic off and on. I'm like, okay, have you had it checked yet? And she's like, yeah, no. And I said, well, your brother from spirit is signaling to me that you would want to get this checked. She's like, oh, and I said, and your brother is signaling to me that if you tell your doctor that it's just a semi little problem, you know, then nothing's going to happen. You need to exaggerate and even, dare I say, lie a little bit, you know, so that you can get a test. Your brother wants you to have a test. So like an MRI, an ultrasound or something. She said, okay, thank you very much. So she emailed me back and she said she did go. She did have an issue. It was some sort of, um, I'm not sure if it was a cyst or a tumor. I'm, I'm not quite sure. She had to have a surgical procedure. Wow. And so we thank her brother 
from spirit. So you see how the healing can come in an apology and an explanation. It can come in a, your baby is fine. You know, you're not because you're grieving. Um, Oh, get off to the doctor and get a little checkup. You know, there's a little something we can help you out with, you know, but dang it. As my husband says, they won't give us the numbers to the winning lottery. You know, right, right, right. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So oh, yeah, you would be, I know, right. <laughs> that, that's right. Okay. I'm going to leave some mystery to you. Right? I know that's right. That's right. <laughs> Cause I believe like if that's supposed to happen, it's, it's going to happen. And so, um, anyway, that's just a, a few examples. That's amazing. Does it ever happen where you just have nothing? Like, or you have the wrong message? Like, are people, how often are people left like, that sucked? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I would like to say, first of all, no medium or psychic is 100%. It just is impossible. Right. Your brain would like explode. That's right. I think <laughs> it would. Because the energy, the messages come through my brain. So it's a filter. So I work very diligently to keep what I call my Kathy brain out of it. Mm. Because what I really want, Becky, is I really want um, however this works with these brain waves and stuff, I want to free up as much bandwidth as I can so that it, it can be used. And I think that nobody really knows. And when we are in spirit, when we are out of our three dimensional world someday, that's when we'll go, Oh, this is how it works, you know, but you know, I don't, I don't know how things work. I don't, I don't even know how a television works. Yeah. I kind of, I could tell you, but I don't know really, I don't understand it, you know, so we don't understand this stuff. Um, I can say to you this, I have never had a session ever where no one has come through. One time I had a boyfriend and a girlfriend. The boyfriend called, made the appointment. The girlfriend wanted him to go with her. She had some people who had passed. She was very interested in, but it was a two person session. And I, I do my very, very best to get to both of them. So for her, it was, they were like gangbusters, like gangbusters, grandmothers and grandmother. And it was all, all great. And then I'm like, okay. So for him, now what was interesting is he was doing it for her. So he was interested, but I think he was a little skeptical. That's okay. I was giving him information. He did not understand who I was talking about. And I said, well, let's write this down anyway, because Becky, this is what I've come to understand. In a session, people can be a little bit what I call psychically stunned or so many people I can just see their eyes open what they have no idea how much like spot on information is coming through. Their head is spinning. And even when they leave, like they'll email me, Kathy, oh my God, I just put three things together that I didn't put together in the session because we're stunned a little bit, you know? So I told him, write it down. Now I don't get the emails from everybody. So I don't know if he figured out what it was, but this is what I I've come to learn. If you don't know who I'm talking about, I am going to do my very best to get more and more information so you can validate it. But if you can't, I'm going to move off of it because I don't want to push it. I want it to come through me and like to me and through me. And if you don't understand what I'm talking about, if you get a little bit of space from the situation, I would say eight or nine times out of 10, you're going to figure it out. And also the last thing I'll say about that is I believe spirit way more than anybody sitting in front of me in the seat because I'll say stuff and they'll be like, no, 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 no. And then five minutes later, oh my God, I just figured out what the boat was, <laughs> you know? So I just give them the time and the space. There's no judgment. It's, it's just, you know, 
whatever they need, I try to, to provide. Um, but I also tell them one of the golden rules is never, ever make anything fit. You don't mm. make it fit. And Becky, I used to say, I know putting a square peg in a round hole. And in, an older gentleman from Spirit said to me, unless the round hole is bigger than the square peg, you know, <laughs> so it's fun. There's mm-hmm. humor. Yeah. You know? It sounds like a blast, but I would imagine it's kind of tiring, draining. I'm not really sure how you sleep, but you're doing such amazing work. I want to know, how do people work with you? How do we get in contact with you? That's great. Thanks for asking me that. So how I work with people is either on in one-on-one sessions, um, little family groups come, friend groups come. I do um, once a month at my office, I have a public group, I call it. It's about 20 or 22 people. You know, little groups of friends come or individuals come. I do larger groups. I um, enjoy doing some fundraisers for people. I do um, uh, corporate events. Sometimes people will want to uh, hire someone. They would consider me entertainment, you know, yep. um, and it is entertaining too, oh, totally. I have to say. Yeah, we, so much. Yeah, we like to have fun and, and it's educational and such. So, you know, to be in touch with me, people can phone me. People can... Um, Your office is in Walpole? I'm in Walpole, yes. But you know what? You don't have to even come to the office. So I see people across the United States through, you know, like Facebook calling, um, through, um, zoom. So spirit can come through the phone. That's so cool. Because they don't really come through the phone. They come through through me. One of my clients, um, coined it one time. She said, you're the best long distance operator ever, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Um, but Becky, here's the thing. It's so fun because I have, talked with people, believe it or not, in Costa Rica, Canada, Mexico, um, uh, Sri Lanka. Mm, I actually course. have some uh, people, um, St. Thomas, the like, mm. it doesn't matter where you are. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. And even some people will not do video chat. They'll just do it by phone, which works, you know, just as well. So for example, you and I are sitting here with each other. And if I was making conversation with you and I put my hands on my chest, I would say to you, and do you understand that he died through the chest, which could be lungs or heart? And you might say to me, I do understand that. Mm -hmm. But if you were on the phone with me, I would say, Becky, I have my hands on my chest. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's a little bit longer when you're not in person. It's okay. It's just a... Yeah, that's great that you don't have to be... I pictured it would work better or it would only work in person. Right. Well, in person is fun because then we can hug. (laughs) But yeah, I love doing the groups. The groups are great because I really get to... To demonstrate it, you know, to a large group of people. And even if you don't make a connection at a um, mediumship session, whether it be with me or another wonderful medium, there are so many people doing this beautiful work. Um, you can feel a healing and an energizing and um, a peace from watching the other people get the connections and such. So yeah, it's so great. I, I haven't used you, which it's definitely high on my list, but I've, I've used mediums before and it's, it feels great. Yeah. And you, I really did feel like I could connect with my loved ones. Absolutely. Through, through the medium. So it's a great profession. I'm so excited to be friends with you and to have you on the show. Well, it's so fun to be on your show and I'm so happy to be friends with you. Oh, I'm stop so it. Oh, stop. You're the best. Heart you. <laughs> Love you. Thank you so much.